When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name, of course, is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And if you are one of those people that skipped over the intro, you know who you are. Be sure to check out the Dragon Shield affiliate link down below. Be sure to check out the uh, Millennium Threads link down below. You code TOPCUT10 for 10% off. And check out our TCG Player affiliate link down below, as well as the Gem Accessories link down below to, of course, get all of your favorite and best-looking deck boxes and backpacks and binders and more. With that said, let's go ahead and talk about some patron names. Woo. So, uh, I don't know if I should call these patron names or patronizing names at this point, but... <laughs> anyway. Pornicalos dos. Right. Please don't be too patronizing, though. <laughs> A huge thank you to, of course, Cam Yang, Top Crutch, Trouble Sunny, and Caleb, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Yeet Defeat, AD, Ash Blossom, and No Joy. Earth Machine Best Deck, Epi, Has Anyone Actually Read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I Am McLincoln. Imagine playing Yu Gi Oh! in 2022 on Earth in the Milky Way Galaxy, in the universe on Earth in 2022, playing Yu Gi Oh! Jared Helton, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Quitting the Game is a Floodgate, Rudolph, Sprite Farter, Tier Limits, Havenous Floodgate in Your Mouth, Unbanned.
and number 95 Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World. You still play Dragon Link? Well, cry me river while I'm dragging these nuts across your face. Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Brandon Potter. Caleb is a freaky fish guy. Still have no idea where that came from. No, no, this is most people's first time hearing it because the first time uh, was on the patron episode. Oh, By the way, there. if you join and become a patron at at least the $5 a month tier, you get access to an extra episode every week. I don't know if most people know that, but merch and an extra episode every week, you can't beat that. But anyway, yeah, you're a freaky fish guy. Hope you know. I, don't I know would why. call you the Jimbe of the group. <laughs> I, I do not measure up to Jimbe. Sure you do. You're the helmsman. You steer the ship. You keep us going in the right direction. I, I, I kind of just wander off like Zoro. Listen, listen. I'm not cool enough to be Jimbei. Yeah, but, you know. I'm we, nowhere we, near cool enough. I mean, true, but we embrace the roles that we're given, and that's the role you've been given. Oh, so. my God. Jimbei of the group, everybody. Jimbei. All right. Um, Cyberduck and Dragon is actually broken. Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Jerry Beans Man, King, King Henry, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Shockmaster Did Nothing Wrong, Slaking It Up, and Where Appaloosa Dating Sim Konami. Okay, so um, for those of you that pay attention really closely to the patron names, because a bunch of you do, I would just like to point out most of these patron names haven't changed in the last month or so. Yeah. You guys are slacking. You guys are really falling behind. <laughs> I'm just Fall behind on the times. Honestly. Honestly. I mean, some of these names have been around for months at this point. I, I remember when it was a new names every episode. So, I don't know. It be how it be. I'm just saying, our, our patrons aren't up to snuff at the moment. You got to step your game up. Get your game on. Oh, no, wait. I made a reference there on accident. Then you capitalized on it. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go ahead, of course, and get on into our main actual discussion point which is of course um if you're not in our discord join it i swear that was the main discussion point no uh i almost <laughs> forgot uh we did want to say um check out our discord the link is down below we're we do we've been doing um remote dual remote dual tournaments like locals every thursday night in the server at 7 p.m central standard time um, do you don't think you need to be the best player in the world to play in the tournaments? No, not at all. It's most, we mostly have been doing it to help players get better and feel better. Now, the thing is we are adding in the whole thing was people who topped these tournaments would get invites into an invitational. Now the invitational is scheduled for October 29th and we'll probably start it at 12 o'clock noon central standard time so if you want to get into the invitational and have a chance at winning this cool trophy right here that we're gonna put on the screen if we remember and if not then i'm sorry or i'm pointing at the air um <laughs> but we're gonna have a you're gonna have a chance to get this cool trophy uh, if you win the tournament and it's something very cool that one of the admins in the discord server is making so if you want your opportunity to get that and to win that, you, you got to be sure to join and uh, and do that. So with that said, let's go ahead and get on into today's main topic. Heck yeah. So today we want to talk about how the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually cheaper right now to get into on a competitive basis. It's cheaper right now than 
any other time really that I can come up with in the game's at least recent history. Oh yeah, I mean as far as I know, the only staples that are like above ten dollars where they have a copy that is above ten dollars a pop is what Lightning Storm might have one. Uh go not goes in match. Uh the rivalry looking card. Goes in match? No 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 no. Evenly matched. Evenly matched. Thank you. Yes. Evenly matched is also above tw- above like 10. Uh, yeah, I think they're closer to like 25, I think. Yeah. Uh, Pot of Prosperity is still kind of expensive. Uh, forbidden, drop- forbidden Droplets are also kind of expensive still. <clears throat> but I think that's really about all the ex- all the expensive. Uh, well, okay. so Expensive being anything above $10 a copy. Right. So... Uh, you said Droplet, Evenly Matched, Pot of Prosperity. Lightning Storm. Lightning Storm is a great example. I think, I don't know what Talents is. I haven't looked at Talents in a while. Talents are about $20 a copy. Okay, and Talents. Yeah. All very powerful cards. Yeah, and the craziest thing about that is when you say that, Lightning Storms and even Droplets are not necessarily that much more. that outrageous yeah. i mean lightning storm is 2250 right. droplets are 24 and that's for the secret rare i think you can get the ultras at closer to 20 um well 24 yeah yeah which for some people is still above their budget but, but it's within reason yeah 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 it's definitely within within the, within the realm of possibility at this point to even get one copy i would say that the more expensive cards that people would really have to worry about or something like Access Code Talker. Yeah, Pot but, of Prosperity, which are still, what, 40? Yeah, Prosperities are still 40. Um, Access Code Talker, the secret is still like $90. Yeah. And the gold rare is like 50 Then you have even something like along the lines of, um, I want to say Zeus, the Ultras, is like 15 bucks. Oof. Yeah, so there's there are, there are still... A fair amount of cards. Yeah, that are kind of expensive. However, some of the most, some of the more important staples that you that you'll use over and over and over and over and over are really dirt cheap right now. Like, what are Ash Blossoms right now? You can get copies of Ash Blossoms at five dollars and fifty cents, which is unheard of. Fifteen bucks for a playset. Correct. Plus or minus a dollar. I would say twenty after shipping and taxes. Yeah, yeah, like twenty bucks for a playset of Ash. Um, uh, six months ago, how much was it, Ash Blossom? Like thirty bucks a pop for com for the common for the common yeah yeah now if you really wanted to if you wanted to splurge and spend ten dollars a cop you can get an ultra or honestly let's see you can get five fifty a copy at the most recent structure deck you can spend eight eight to ten dollars to get ultra rares or if you order out of the most recent um the most recent tens you can get secrets for about twelve bucks. Yeah, so, so that's forty dollars after shipping. And the new prismatic secret ash looks really good. Oh yeah. Even something like Nibiru. Now Nibiru might be on that line of like Um Nibiru's yeah. definitely Nibiru's I forgot it was in the tins. It's a two dollar card. Yeah. Okay, so like the thing about Nibiru though is it's definitely one of those cards you want to go ahead and pick up now while they're dirt cheap. Because it's gonna come in and out of the format over and over and over and over. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, let's realistically we can make like a quick little quick hit list, right? Fair enough. So let's say cards that realistically 
I don't know what your budget is, but yes. here are cards that I would say you need to pick up right now. If if it's within your realm, if it's within the realm of possibility. Yeah, if you don't have them, I would pick up Ash Blossoms, preferably the Secrets from the Megatons. I believe, to me, are the best price for what you're getting. Mm -hmm. um, I would pick up Ghost Bell. Yeah. Ghost Bell is a great card. It's uh, like two fifty out of the tens for the oh, Secrets. Yeah. Ghost Ogre, same thing, like 250 for secrets out of the tens. Forbidden Droplets. I I understand they're $25 a copy, but if you can get them, get them now. Because I don't see Forbidden Droplet getting another reprint for probably six months to a year at least. And by that time, they're going to be back up to $50 hey. a copy. Um, Ghost Bell is also apparently in the uh, Legend of the Crystal Beast structure deck for under a dollar a piece. Exactly. Dimension Shifter was in the tins and the structure deck, also less than a dollar a piece. I would get the tin ultras or even the original secret rares from uh, the tins mm -hmm. from 2019, but there's also the common you. out of the structure deck as well. Right. Uh, Nibiru the Primal Being. Uh, if I was picking personally, I would get the secret rare from either Brothers or Legend or the original tins. But if you can't do that, then you can get them for $2 a piece, ultra rares out of the most recent tins. Yep. Again, it's not a card that you're probably going to immediately start using. But it no, you'll, you'll immediately start using Nibiru. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's one of those cards that'll like come in and out of the format to where how useful it is. Right. It's never a bad card. It's always a great card. You know, a card I would pick up a hundred copies of right now if if you had the money. Reasonably, I had the money to pick them up. Was that Droll and Lockbird? Oh my God, Droll and Lockbirds are dirt cheap right now. Okay, so think about this. Like, let's conceptualize. Droll and Lockbird in reference to Cypher and Geared Gamma. Both of them are cards that kind of come in and out of formats depending on what decks are doing. Cypher and Geared Gamma was about a $25 to $30 card, maybe even higher, and it got reprinted in Toon Chaos as a rare. It has not been reprinted since. The rares are now $5 to $7 a copy. Then if you look at Droll, Droll and Lockbird did not have that really low rarity printing. It may have had a common, maybe, but I almost want to say the lowest rarity was uh, premium gold rare. Well, now you have the rare copy of Drolls, mm -hmm. which are pennies on the dollar. I want to say Droll, Droll rares are somewhere in the neighborhood of Couple bucks. a dollar or less. Yeah, they're very cheap. Yeah. I think um, over time, those are going to go up to probably 5 or $6 a copy. Near Mint, Cyframe Gear Gammas, by the way, are $5 a piece. Yeah. For a rare. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, though, the... Let's see, the Premium Gold and the... What else? And the uh, Extreme Force Supers aren't aren't that much more expensive. They're only a couple... One or two more dollars above that. Oh, really? Yeah. But then above that, you have the... Technically, the highest rarity within realm of possibility of, of a normal individual getting, which are about eighteen bucks a copy, and then That's the ultras. Yeah, then there's the collector rare. You don't want to know how much those are. I will say this: you're not looking. I just want to tell you. I know what number you're looking at. If the near mint first price is triple the unlimited price, triple or quadruple really? the unlimited. Yeah, because so tune so that the collectors rare came out of tune chaos. Tune chaos was almost. I'm not gonna say exclusively released as unlimited. Not quite that bad, but let me tell you, you're gonna need. Uh, let me tell you, three Benjamin Franklins ain't enough for one. For one copy in first edition and near mint first. You're looking at a thousand dollars for a playset. It's crazy. 
The point is the rares are five dollars. Yeah, the rares are like five bucks and they and they do the same thing. I would even say that Infinite Impermanence is a t about a ten dollar card. Mm-hmm. Which is really fair. Shalom Strikes are cheap because they just got a rare printing. Torrential Tribute, same thing. There, there's so much. That's always been. If you listen or look at every episode, fly. Okay. If you look at. Ev oh my goodness. <laughs> Did I get him? No. What? Go away. Oh my goodness. This is going to infuriate me. I got him. Okay, good. <sighs> okay, I was losing my marbles there for a minute. Okay, that was a dust. That was a piece of dust. Okay. All right, we're good. We're squirk. We're good. We're good. We're clear. <laughs> so, what card was I even talking about? Uh, Infinite Impermanence, Nibiru. Okay, oh, no, I remember I was going with this. Ooh, okay. I'm sorry. The fly distracted me. So, I would say that the thing that... Has, we've always said on these, these oh, but this is the budget decks. This is this. What do we always say every time? Uh, the deck costs this much. Yeah, yeah. Minus staples. Yeah. This is time to amend that minus staples to where you can just go. I have them. Right. You can <laughs> you can buy an entire tri brigade core for probably somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty five or thirty dollars, maybe forty. The what? most expensive cards you need for Tri Brigade are an access code talker, which you can get away with something else. Uh, uh, I recommend Boral Sword Dragon. Yeah, you can write you can actually run Boral Sword and Tri Brigade, and it's fine. Um, I mean, and the other expensive card in Tri Brigade is uh Double Dragon Lords. Ancient Warriors of Double Dragon Lords. Yeah, because he's only had like one printing. Yeah, and they're like eight, eight or ten bucks for a super. Yeah, you can get the premium gold Boral Sword Dragon for like three bucks. Even Kit is, like, cheap now because Kit just got a secret rare printing. Yeah. So, but Which does look gorgeous. Right. Dad. I've seen it. But Tri Brigade, you can run it with a ton of hand traps. And all the hand traps you want to run right now, you can get cheap. The only really extremely meta-relevant hand trap that I would say you kind of need to have is DD Crow. Now, DD Crow is kind of scurry. Yeah, and boy, is it priced like it. Yeah, so DD Crow is an amazing card, yes, but it's also eight to nine dollars for your cheapest common copies. Yep. Uh, which are uh, actually uh, the two copies of it that were common are out of stock. Uh, no, you have it set to first edition. Oh, I bet I do. Because those are I tournament do. packs, which only come in unlimited. My bet. Yes, it is. I forgot to reset my filters. <laughs> Gotta love that. Love how the website does that. Oh, look at this. Uh, Nearman Unlimited, twelve dollars. Yeah. For the common. Yep. Yeah. And then if you want to go start getting up into the supers and the ultras, I mean, even Dual Devastator Ultras, it was a guaranteed card. Mm -hmm. You're looking at eight bucks. It's insane. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't that long ago where this card was a couple of bucks. Yeah. So. I would say though that realistically your best option for getting crows would probably just be to grab the legendary collection Kaiba Ultras about yeah. the same price as the commons. So my thing though is that right now the staples you need the most are Ash, Nibiru, <laughs> Imperm, Effect Veiler, 
and Ooh, effectively that's another one i should we should probably price their comments check. they were in the albash structure deck oh fair they're pennies uh this is konami's done a better job reprinting staples over the last year or so oh yeah no the shark than deck. anybody's given them credit for yeah they're like a dollar a piece yes for the albash structure deck commons and that's why right now getting into the game right is cheaper than it's ever been even if you look at the even if you look at the higher end decks quote unquote let's look at sword soul your mo yis are 12 dollars. your ecclesias are seven five to seven right your your chi shows are eight emergencies are around eights baxias have rares yazis have commons there's so so much that has just been released lately that is just so dirt cheap you don't need to run tier limit or sprite to be competitive but realistically you can have awesome good decks for around 100 to 150 maybe 200 dollars and that's not just to play the game that's to be really competitive ecclesias are four dollars even cards like small world small world is two dollars yep good card really good card um if you can if your deck can actually run it it's easily one of the best cards in the game yeah yeah i, I never even finished my list of cards that i would be like be looking to get oh, right now yeah 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 so if you can afford prosperities 40 dollars is actually reasonable compared to what they've been mm -hmm. droplet at 24 dollars, same thing lightning storm 22 dollars, same thing yeah Ash Blossom, I'd go for the secrets at twelve, but the commons at five do the, have the same oh, effect. Um, Crossout Designator. Crossout Designator is seven to eight dollars. Awesome. Good card. And the secret rare looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you can actually pick up an entire branded Despia deck right now for like fifty bucks or less. Yeah. Including your staples. What are Guardian Chimeras going for right now? Never mind. You can't do that. They're fifty dollars a piece. You can't. Do yeah. That. Yeah. Exactly. You need Guardian Chimeras. Yeah. You need like two of them. And or Garuras, which are like twenty bucks right now. Twenty five, yeah. something like that. Okay. You might be one hundred and fifty dollars into that deck. Yeah. Still. Um, Small Worlds two dollars. Ghost Bells two dollars. Lord of the Heavenly Prison. If you want to play a trap deck, two two and a half bucks. Heck yeah. Nibiru's two dollars. Um. Dark Lord No More's. Dark Lord No More, $2. Ghost Dark and Snow very, Rabbit, $2. Very important board breaker. Yes. Uh, Underworld Goddess of the Closed World, $2. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't pass on that one. Ready Fusions for a dollar. I wouldn't pass on those. Dimension Shifters, um, some of the Some of the Ready Fusion targets are kind of expensive. Kinda. And only some of them. Yeah, but I would still have the card to have it. <clears throat> oh, definitely. Because um, there's a lot of Ready Fusion targets that are actually dirt cheap, like uh, Fusionist and Flame Ghost for level 3. Yeah. Evil Twins Trouble Sunny. That card's a quarter. Quarter to 50 mm -hmm. cents. I, I would have a copy of that. Ready Rose Dragon. I would have a copy of that. You can get the entire Fluanderies core for 10 Ooh. bucks. Uh, Ghost Mourners are under a dollar. Ghost Mourners are 10 cents. Really good hand trap. Very underrated in my opinion. Yeah. You can get the entire Drytron deck. Minus the extra deck stuff. Because you need things like access code. You can get yeah. the entire Drytron deck for somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25, 30 bucks. Can Drytron get away with Boral Sword though? Or, or yeah. they, okay, yeah, yeah. So if you can't, yeah, just get a Boral, if you can't afford an access code, just get a Boral Sword and. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, how long did I just use a Boral Sword for? Years. Well, yeah, until I finally got, got a hold of the Gold Rare access code. Yeah, years. 
And there are some, and there have been very key instances where I'm like, I miss the Brawl Sword. I would argue that in Sprite, Brawl Sword is actually a better card. Really? Yeah, because it allows you to go in with IP Mascarena and another monster, because Brawl Sword is two plus effect monsters, he's, right? He's three at plus. Okay, well, even so, I'd still say that it's better, because sometimes it's a lot easier to do that than it is to go into a Link 3 and then an access code. Yeah, just go straight into Brawl. Funniest thing I've ever done was I made a Brawl Sword... Uh, couldn't kill, pass. My opponent made something bigger than Boral Sword, and then declared an attack. I went effective Boral Sword, swap the monster to defense mode. Yeah. And they just kind of stared at me. It's like, you can't do that. Yeah, I can. Can you really? Yes. It says during the battle phase, you can switch. Uh, you can switch. You can target one, one face of card on the field, switch its battle position, and then you, and then uh, Boral Sword can attack a second time. I feel like you're wrong, but I don't really have a way to prove you wrong other than pulling the card up, which I don't feel like doing. Fair so. enough. But yeah, no, no, I, I've, I've done that before. Um, but usually what I'll end up doing is like attacking uh, with one monster, attacking with Boral Sword into a big monster so I can get the extra attack. Yeah. Effect, flip that other monster, my other monster fence mode, attack direct for game. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. At the end of the day, what we're trying to express is Right now is a great time to get into Yu-Gi-Oh. Get some cheap staples. Yeah, and a lot of people might be... might. There's a lot of people leaving the game right now because a lot of people have not great... Well, I'm not going to say not great. A lot of people have very valid criticisms of the format. And then there's also the issue of December. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the issue of the Shizu cards, which are coming soon. Mm-hmm. Which I get. That, that's fair criticism all around. It really is. So, if you don't feel like messing with the Ishizu stuff, I'd still go ahead and... But you plan on getting into the game. I still recommend you pick up the stuff now while it's cheap. Because everyone's trying to, you know, be like, I'm going to step back from this for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Get it now while it's cheap. And then, you know, come in when you feel like you're comfortable. And there isn't the Ishizu stuff on the horizon, which is just right. going to absolutely break tier limit. I would say that if I would say that if we um, if, if you're even if you're not really necessarily interested in playing the game over the next few months, but maybe, you know, maybe you're thinking about playing the game come January, February, maybe after the next yeah, ban list, I wait till Mystic Minds banned. I get it. Yeah. I'd still go ahead and pick the stuff up now. Right. Now oh, it's is dirt cheap. Exactly. Now is the best time to pick these things up. When oh. this structure deck goes out of print, those Ash Blossoms, they're shooting right back yep. up to that $20 mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, that being said, now Unless that Unless they get announced in the Trap Trick structure deck. Yeah. That being said, now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I actually don't think it's going to be a tier zero format, but it's going to be very much a case of can your deck handle Ishizu tier limit? Right. And I have a cheat code. It's called the Abyss Dweller. Oh, true. They, which it puts them on. They have the Imperm or the uh, Droplet. Droplet. They I, got, I got Droplet for my whole career at YCS Niagara. Yeah, and, and if your deck can make Abyss Dweller uh, and you know you're, up, you're going up against uh, uh, Ishizu Tier Limit, it puts them on. They either have the Imperm and or Droplet or they just lose. That's it. 
Uh, you can also do the same thing with the Ghost Bell. Also, kind of shuts can shut them out. Can Ghost Bell and DD Crow are probably your best bets. Oh, Skullmeister. Skullmeister solid. Yeah, Skullmeister is also very good the card. Issue very cheap. Skullmeister is Skullmeister is another one that I would pick copies up and Alan Justice Cycle Reader. Yeah. My issue in particular with Skullmeisters is that sometimes they hit two or three names off their mills. You can only and get they one. chain block them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, yeah, they have that exact same issue with uh, Ghost Battle 2. Yeah. Um, but the only difference, though, the big difference between Ghost Spell and uh, Skullmeister is that if is that uh, if your opponent's if your opponent mo- activates a monster effect in gra- an effect in grave that banishes for cost, Ghost Spell can't stop it. You know who can't stop it? Who? Skullmeister. True. Skullmeister stops literally any effect that activates in grave. Yeah. And it, sure. Compared to uh, Ghost Spell, who on- who can only stop effects that. Do something with a card in the grave. Banish it, bounce, return to hand, return to deck, blah, 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 blah. Right. All right. Well, now that we've established, now is the best time to get into, you know, into Paper Yu-Gi-Oh. Why don't we go ahead and we discuss today's new cards? Because we've been getting, like, about somewhere between three and four bajillion cards yeah. a day. It's because the OCG, like I said in the last episode, it's because OCG is getting set up for uh, Photon Hypernova. We're getting set up. Uh, Darkwing Blast just came out, I think. Um, The sneak peek event yeah, for is Dabble is tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Right. Well, as of recording it, it's day after tomorrow, but yeah, right. still, still. Yeah, it, it's soon. Um, you know, so that, you know, then we also, I think, got some new info. You'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you want to start with the card? Yeah, I know it's from your archetype. Yeah, boy. So we have a big welcome labyrinth, a new labyrinth tr- normal trap card. The Ghost Talk says it's time to watch the new season of Labyrinth in the span of two days, starting with watching the OP 20 times. Okay, sure. Uh, so big welcome labyrinth the normal trap. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name once per turn, only once that turn. One, special summon a labyrinth monster from your hand, deck, or graveyard. Then return a monster you control to the hand. Two, you can banish this card from the graveyard, then target a fiend monster you control. Return to the hand. If you control a level 8 or higher fiend monster at activation, you can target a card on your opponent controls instead. So, just with the first effect, just let you, know, let you special summon a... Labyrinth monster. Oh, I'm gonna make sure. <laughs> um, if you have, so like, if you have already have one on field and you flip that, it procs their effects. That is true. Yeah. And then you also have the graveyard effect for another. Uh, for you know, so you can have this activate this, bring out lo- uh, lovely labyrinth or lady lady of the labyrinth, either one. Well, no, you you have to have one on field to activate this. I think right. Uh. No. No, you don't. It's Is just... that how the PSCT for then works? Uh, then, hmm. You might need to already have something on field. Well, have a card on field, because it's just return one monster you control to the hand, so it, you can have anything. That's beside the point. The point is, especially someone, uh, let's just say uh, late, lovely, lovely Labyrinth. Bounce the other one. Which then procs uh, Lovely Labyrinth's effect, which will let you pop a card on the f- on your opponent's field or in their hand, at random, if it's in the hand. 
I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Hmm? It's not going to proc the monster effect of the one that was on the field that returned to the hand. Correct. Because the because they were because that the returning the monster to your hand is what procs a uh, lovely labyrinth. Um, you could you can also uh, based on the, the way that that's worded specifically, you could theoretically also special add the one you special back to hand or proc the other one. Yes. If that if if we keep this wording, this is a translation. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the second effect is just, you know, awesome. <laughs> it's it's a compulse. Does this feel like away. a three of or a two of? Because I don't know that's quite a one of. No, I, I'm thinking this might be a two of. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, uh... To be fair, it is another thing that you can set off of uh, Chandraglier and Stovey. Stovey Torby. So... I guess there's an argument for three, but I would probably just do two. Like two of that, three regular Welcome Labyrinth. Because unfortunately, this isn't Welcome Labyrinth. It's Big Welcome Labyrinth. Therefore, it does not get the bonus effect of the field spell. Yeah. Because it only affects Welcome Labyrinth. Not a Honestly, Welcome Labyrinth I card. Yeah, I guess that is fair. Because it specifically names Welcome Labyrinth. It's kind of like how it's kind of the reason why it's kind of like how you can like Dark Magician Girl does not gain an attack boost because the Dark Magicians is in the grave. Right. Because it's not the Dark Magician. It's the Dark Magicians. Right. All right. So it matters. <laughs> next, we have Sky Striker Ace cards. There's a, basically there's a ton of new Sky Striker cards that well okay hold on wait let me back up there's a ton of sky striker card reprints that have been announced for the ocg uh, but with that there's also going to be a reprint or i'm sorry a new card called red arrows which looks really cool it really does it's a normal spell card you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn one target up to two face-up monsters in the extra monster zone banish them until the end phase so <laughs> It's not it's really. It's not really a specifically Sky Striker card. It's, it's not. It's a generic card, but featuring Sky Strikers. Yeah. The only issue is that the it, the card sucks. Not, yeah. However, I will say that that re, that the alternate art of Shizuku. Awesome. Ooh, it's so cool. It's very nice. Oh man, it's. Ooh, it's good. That, that that's that's very nice. I love it. Hits me right in that Gundam Cross Sailor Moon feels. That is kind of what it is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we have Lindworm the Hammer Dragon. So, the, this... The coolest card on the block. <laughs> honestly. So, this is a level 8 Dark Winged Beast fusion effect monster with 2,500 attack and 2,000 defense. Materials are one Fallen of Albaz and one Beast Beast Warrior or Winged Beast monster. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, when a fusion exceeds a synchro or link monster activates an effect, you can negate that activation. Then you can return one monster on the field to the owner's hand. Two, during your opponent's turn, if this card if this card is in your graveyard, quick effect. You can target one Fallen of Albaz in your graveyard. Between that target and this card, special summon one and banish the other. That's the first time I think I've ever seen Between that, that effect. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen that. That's crazy. You can banish the Fallen Albaz special it, or banish it and special the Albaz. Yes. You can just do whatever you feel like it. So, 
Fun fact, a lindworm is a central northern European dragon associated as being a serpent of sorts or sort of serpent. Also, this card's name refers to a gun's percussion hammer, but we can only use one word since patterns. Hmm. Interesting. I think it is anyway. No. You don't need a monster on field to activate Big Welcome Labyrinth. Oh. According to the judges in our in our server, based on the wording, you would not. Correct. Which would still proc uh the field spell, Stovey Torby, and Chandraglear and Grave. Yes. Which is still pretty ballin' actually. Wait. So it's literally just no special summon one from the deck, and then mm. return to your hand. If you don't control anything, it would return to your hand. Ah, that doesn't make any sense to me, because the return to the hand is mandatory. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. You would activate it, it would special summon, then you'd have to return one monster on your field to the hand. It would be the one you just special summoned. Hmm. If this was magic, Magic the Gathering. If I was to activate that in special, like, Ariana or Ariana A, or, uh -huh. well, specifically Ariana the Searcher, it would activate her effect, too. So then I'd search. Yeah. But this is magic. Uh, the Based on my knowledge, I would say no, because it would hit the field and just immediately leave. But she isn't a win effect. She is an F effect. I don't know. Yeah. That's something I'll have to look into more in depth. Um... Really, would have to wait for the actual English text, not this, not the translated one, because the translated one's kind of a guess as to what it would actually be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, next one's yours. All right, let's see. Next up, we have branded inevitability. Ooh, normal trap. Oh, uh, it could also be the branded lead, like the. The branded who led them? Or the branded that were led. Yeah. His Japanese name is Guided Stigmata. Uh, hmm. Continuous Trap Guard. Once per turn, when your opponent activates a card or effect that targets a bestial monster you control and no other cards, or they activate a card or effect in response to the activation of your bestial monster's effect. You can target a light or dark monster in the graveyard. Banish it. If you do, negate. Hmm. As a note here, the way they're using... Uh, guided or led here, it feels intentionally metaphorical in the sense of this was the inevitable result that was bound to happen that everything led to this result. It's so crazy how seven characters can give that vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And this is a really good card. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's a soft once per turn <laughs> negate continuous trap card. Now, so the biggest issue, though, is the limitation on what it can negate. It can only negate anything that targets your bestial monster or activates in response to them. Yes. It doesn't literally negate everything. But it can negate a lot of things. It can negate Ash Blossom, Ghost Bell. Still, the idea of just being able to negate a litany of different things like that is kind of yeah. crazy. It would negate everything you would want to negate. So yeah, it's pretty good. All right, so next we have Branded Light. Quick play spell. 
You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One, target one fusion monster on the field or in the graveyard. Return it to the extra deck. Then you can special summon one Fallen of Abbas from your graveyard and one monster in your from your opponent's graveyard to their owner's... Or, and then... Or, special summon one Fallen of Abbas from your graveyard and one monster from your opponent's graveyard to their owner's fields. So, that first line... Target one fusion monster on the field or in the graveyard. It doesn't have to be yours. Correct. You can target your opponents. That's funny. Yep. But then they also. But then if it's your turn, you can then special summon the Albaz, and then she immediately conduct a uh, contact fusion with the monster that you get to special summon to your opponent's field. Oh, that's true because of the way Fallen of Albaz works. Yeah, and just. That's interesting. I never would. I never would have considered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and like because you're picking the monster that your opponent gets to, gets gets on their field, you can manipulate what gets brought out. Right. To guarantee I can get the Albas fusion contact fusion I want. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's really good. Alright. Next we have Structure Deck 45, the return of trap tricks for the winter Woo. line. Alright, so the uh, basically we they have officially announced the uh, Trap Tricks structure deck here in the OCG. And the TCG. That's what I meant. Here in the TCG. <laughs> And in addition to announcing it, they've also given us a handful of cards that are going to go with the deck. We also got Four a of list. Them are brand new. Yeah, we also got a list of all of the cards that are going to get reprinted in the Japanese version of the deck. Well, a bunch of them anyway, not yeah, all yeah. of them. But we have a probably close to half the deck list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and get on into these, and I'll let you. Yeah, I'll let you start it off. Sure. Uh, first off, we have Trap Tricks, Pwing, Pen, Pinguicula, Pinguicula. No, I think it's uh, Pinguicula. Pinguicula. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. No, this card is named after uh, the scientific name of the Butterwort, a type of carnivorous plant in the family. I'm not even going to try. They use their sticky, sticky glandular leaves to lure, trap, and digest insects. Fascinating. Uh, Bolariaceae? Anyway, it's a rank four <laughs> earth plant exceeds that monster. That sounds like me when I do like European names, like cat, like cat Sith and things like that. And you're like, no, it's this. And I'm like, anyway, that, that that's the vibes I got. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. If it's Celtic or Norse, I got you. If it's Latin, oh please, you can't even say cat Sith right. It's catchy. <laughs> it's a fairy. It's an evil cat. <laughs> Technically, fairies aren't evil. They're neutral. Yeah, but this one's a Sith Lord. It's not a Sith. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes, I do. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so, rank 4 earth plant exceeds uh, 2,500 attack, 300 defense. Materials, two level 4 monsters. Nearly impossible in trap tricks. I would just like to say, if you ever tell me that C-A-T isn't cat, or that S-A-T-H isn't Sith, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And if you put just That's put them sad. together... S-I-T-H. Did I say S-A-T-H? Yes. I'm tired. S-I-T-H. <laughs> I'm just saying. C-A-T is cat. S-I-T-H is Sith. Put them together. It's still cat Sith. 
I I think there's an I in 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 uh, cat she. Yeah, that's what I just said. No, I mean in the cat part. No, that would be Kate she. Hold on one. Because that changes second. it. That's not cat. That's Kate, which changes everything. Ah, okay. So there is an so there is an I in not the Yu-Gi-Oh card. In specifically Final Fantasy VII's Cat She. So it's Kate Sith? No, it's Cat His name is Cat She. His name is wrong. It, no, it's it's not. It's that's his name. You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. I I'm not I, wrong I, about this though. Caleb, I love and accept you either way. You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. I'm not I, wrong about this though. His name is Catchy. For all you know. <laughs> For all everyone knows. It's, can can I read this dude's effect now? Do you accept that it's Catsith? It's not Catsith. It's Catchy. Agree to disagree. This card with material is unaffected by trap effects and by activated effects from any other monster with the same type as any of those materials. That's interesting. Searing is generic. Yes. Uh, next up, uh, and then uh, number two, you can attach one material, add a trap trick monster from your deck to your hand. Pretty solid. Lastly, if a monster that is owned by your opponent is sent to the graveyard or banished by a card effect, you can attach one one of them to this card as material. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow. So like, so basically, as you're as you're moving your opponent's monsters with your trap holes, you're just attaching them, gaining immunity to stuff to their stuff. Yeah. That's funny i love it so the next card sorry i'm i'm juggling a lot of things yeah no you're good the next card oh oh wait this is easy trap tricks arachnocampa yes it's an easy one (laughs) at first i saw it and i was like that's so many letters arachnocampa i can do okay Level 4 Earth Insect Effect Monster. 1300 attack, 1500 defense. You can only use the first effect of this card's name once per turn. 1. During the main phase, if you control a Trap Tricks monster, quick effect, you can special summon this card from your hand. Also, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck for the rest of this turn except Insect and Plant Monsters. Yo, Insect Plant Synchro. True. 2. Unaffected by the effects of whole normal traps. Three, the first time each set card in your spell and trap zone would be destroyed by card effect each turn. It is not destroyed. Hold on. Your wow. opponent your opponent activates uh, Lightning Storm or Harpy Show the Dust. You go, sure. Chain? Honestly, dude. Just unban Giant Trunade. <laughs> All right. The card name comes from Arachnacampa. A genus of fungus gnats with bioluminescent larval stage that dwell in caves and grottos throughout Oceania. They use snares made of silk threads around their next around their nest to trap prey. It's a really cool looking card. Yo, honestly. yo, these bugs. I know these bugs. They're cool looking. Cool. Because they're bioluminescent, so they glow blue and like dark that, caves. Yep, that's that's yep, that's exactly what I just said. Oh, no, because like, as soon as you said that, I knew. Hold on. As soon as you said, I knew exactly the bug they were talking about because I've seen like pictures of them. 
Oh, it's so cool looking. I mean, I, I think it looks cool, and all I've seen is the art for this card. Fair. You know, I don't, I don't really like the Trap Tricks cards. Oh, Not I, these particular ones. These particular ones are quite good. Oh, I love how the Trap Tricks play. I just hate control decks. That's fair. I really hate them. I'm just, I, look, I have to play Cosmics now, and I just don't want to. All right, next up, we have a new Normal Trap Delusion Trap Hole. Yes. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One, if your opponent special summoned a if your opponent has special summoned a monster this turn, target a monster they control with two thousand more attack, destroy it, and then if you have a whole normal trap card in your graveyard, you can banish one monster from your opponent's graveyard. Hold on, so you can trap tricks for Flacia, activate like grave diggers on them. That puts a trap trap or even a bottomless that puts a trap hole in your graveyard. Sure. If they special summon something else with 2,000 more attack, you just go, cool, flip this thing, and then also banish something from your graveyard. Yes. Because I said so. That's why. Next, we have a trap tricks at. A, is it a typus or. It's a typus. Uh, I believe so. All right. This is a Link 3 Earth Insect Link Effect Monster. 1,800 attack. And its Link arrows are middle left middle right and bottom center materials is two plus monsters including a plant or insect monster one this link summoned card is unaffected by trap effects two trap tricks monsters you control gain 1000 attack while you have a normal trap in your graveyard three once per turn you can target fate you can target face up cards your opponent controls up to the number of insect and plant monsters you control. Negate their effects until the end of this turn. Then you can banish one normal trap from your graveyard. And if you do, destroy one of the targeted face-up cards. So, Bro, that's wild. Note, the card is named after a typus, a, a genus of atypical tarantulas known to commonly use purse web spiders. Known com commonly as purse web spiders. Oh, known commonly as purse web spiders which are common throughout Eurasia. That is... Wait, if their tarantulas use webs, that is really atypical of tarantulas. Tarantulas don't normally use webs. They're uh, ambush predators usually. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Neat. Hmm. Well, I say that. That being said, that 1,000 attack points matters because... Uh, she herself is 2800 would be 2800 she's 18 normally <clears throat> notably trap tricks a tracks 1800 base attack that makes it 28 mermello 1600 that make it 26 uh dionia 1700 that make it 27 right making her makes them big jesus <clears throat> um i think it is fairly notable we have another card here that I don't know if we've read this off. Uh, no, we haven't. Tear Laments Kshatri La. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. That's utterly terrifying. This is a, I, don't, I don't think we've read this off yet. This is a level 7 water psychic effect monster. You can only use the first, second, and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. One during the main phase. Quick effect. You can special on this card from your hand. And if you do, banish one Kshatri Law or Telemans card from your hand or grave. Two, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can send up you can send the top three cards of either deck to the graveyard. And three, if this card is sent to the graveyard by card effect, you can send the top two cards of your deck to the graveyard. 
die. So it's a Kshatri law card that just summons itself for free and starts milling stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm in danger. That's... I mean, because that thing would get your... Uh, <clears throat> would get, like, both your engines online at the same time. Yes. On one second... It's like that, that apparently like just got announced, so we're looking for the actual announcement because it apparently got announced with two other cards. I'm not seeing it though. Doing it oh, live! Oh, we did cover these. Oh, okay. We covered these like close to a month ago, I okay. think. Because this was the um Scareclaw Kshatri Law, Rise Heart Kshatri Law. Right, I remember now. Yeah, I remember yeah. also being scared of it then. Yeah, it's a lot of cards, too. Wow. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for the, the new cards, I do believe. Do you want to go ahead and do some mailbag questions? Heck yeah. All right, so... Let's go ahead and start off with do, 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 it's time. Uh, just listen to the today's podcast on the drive home from work. And one thing that came to mind was card design. I feel as though the OCG prints cards that are genuinely cracked because the maxi minigame exists and it can take the risk of having crazier cards except because maxi punishes them. The TCG doesn't have this and as a result the TCG exclusive archetypes are generally mid. Cool, but mid. Things like Mutant, Libermancer, Beat Trooper, etc. Thoughts? I feel like there's a, some validity to this. Yeah. But I think that it's less because they are afraid of giving overpowered TCG archetypes because of Maxi existing there, not here. I think it's much more likely that the OCG... All of our cards, pretty much... I, if I'm not mistaken, the OCG designs everything. So yeah. if the OCG designs everything, then they, I, to me, it doesn't really seem to track that they have a ton of monetary reason to make the TCG exclusives good. Right, because the OCG exclusives or the OCG cards that come out there first and then come here after kind of define the uh, the meta right they they define what good what is good and what is not yeah. good yeah so so why would if they... you have cards that you can let get strong over there and get hyped up over there for three or four months yeah i mean why would i mean in that case why would they bother printing something broken and meta defining for the tcg when the ocg is not going to get it for three or four months or or longer next year yeah Right. Yeah, so, by, and by that point, it's done been power crept out. Right. I mean, we had Beat Trooper over here. It got second place at a YCS, which is fine, dandy, and cool. But by the time we got around to getting Beat Trooper in the OCG, it was a year later. It was over yeah. a year until they got Beat Trooper. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't make sense to me to give the broken stuff over here. Plus, I think it causes a little bit of paranoia considering the cards that were TCG exclusives in the past. Things yeah. like Wind Up Rabbit, Wind Up Shark. Tour Guide. I don't think Tour Guide was a TCG exclusive. It may have been. Uh, she, she was at first. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Okay. Was Rescue Rabbit? No. Okay. Rescue Rabbit was not. I, I know Shark and Rabbit were for wind ups. And I'm, I'm 
almost positive that either Lagia or Dolka or both. I want to say it was specifically Dolka. I think it was Dolka. I don't think Lagia was, but I think yeah. Dolka was. Because then that would give the evol the evol archetype only uh, Lagia, and that was it. Right, which wasn't or, no or no 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 no. If it was Solda, yeah, it would have been Solda, who didn't come out until a little bit later. I think Solda came out in the same set. Maybe, but it would have given him Solda, who was level six, which means who's a rank six. My bad. Right. Which means that there are literally only two of the Volsars that you could run. Right. Uh. Because like half of them are level six, the other half are level four, and can or can or are level six and can modulate to four. Right. But there's no fours that modulate to six. It'd make the whole deck not functioning. So they needed a rank four and a rank six, and I think they gave the TCG Dolka first. What are some decks that are this close to breaking the game, and what cards do those deck need? In my opinion, Sword Soul. Morphtronic FTK is this close? All yeah. it needs is the Duke Devlin and the Shizu cards. Yep. Good news. They're not getting the Duke Devlin cards yet. Yeah. Thoughts on a Shizu-based cards and any good ways in countering them in different ways? In a vacuum? I think they're really cool. In a vacuum. In practice, they're going to suck. Not in a not mm. like they're bad cards. They're going to suck to play in against. In a bad way. Yeah, so they're gonna suck because they let the graveyard is basically like your second hand now, and they're gonna just let you have access to everything all at once, all of the time. So that's not cool. Um, yeah. uh, now how to he, counter them? I would say Ash Blossom's a good card. Yeah, Ash Blossom, uh, Ghost Bell's pretty good. Skullmeister, yes. Abyss Dweller just ends them. Right. Make a Dweller if they don't have an answer, they're done. However, this individual also comments, uh, got a Labyrinth deck and consider running different Dimension Ground. Broken card. Broken card. card. If your deck can run it. Yeah. Because it's a D-Shifter for one turn. Also, uh, if you have other decks that can't really play the card as effectively, I recommend Silent Graveyard. Mm -hmm. Used to be Forbidden Graveyard, so you might find that also. But Silent Graveyard. It's a card. It's Abyss Dweller. But a quick play spell. Yep. Also, Nico Main King is a thing. Nico Mane King is amazing. Yeah. All right. One format you wish you could have gone back in time and played. Honestly, I wish I really could have spent more time playing Hat at a competitive level. Yeah, same. Or even Edison. I think I would have done very well in Edison format at the time. Maybe. Especially with today's knowledge. All right. Um, Zoro or Sanji? There's a one correct answer. It's Zoro. Um... Um, you Keep see... in mind, I'm pre whole. I'm pre whole cake. Just say your answer and leave it at that. Okay, hold on. I have the craziest answer of all. Nobody's gonna like this answer. Okay. I like them both equally. That that's fair. Here's the thing. I like Zoro more as a fighter. I think Zanji's funnier and cooler in a fight. But I think Zoro can win a fight. Yes. I like Sanji's character infinitely more. I think Zoro is actually a pretty flat character. Oh. At, at times. At times. Oh, yeah, no, no. Like, like, like he has I his moments as the best character in the series, such as, what do you mean? Nothing happened. Come on. That's iconic. Yeah, yeah that... Plus, his fight with Mihawk is also quite a good, quite a good one. Back in what was that? You mean his his near murder by Mihawk? <laughs> That's fair. 
listen, listen. He decided to play an RPG, and he play and his role he was playing for that was the victim. <laughs> you really never heard that? No. There's a video of someone who's in the final boss fight of Elden Ring, just doing a, a flip, doing a front. Dodge, dodge rolls, rolls to yeah. dodge everything and he's like i thought this was an rpg what role am i playing the victim yeah that's basically what zoro did um but yeah yeah but like but then like outside of exactly when he, exactly when zoro has a thing that is specifically for him yeah he's very two-dimensional it's very much i am a great swordsman that's it yeah. Oh, I, also I on think, occasion I get lost easily. Did, did you see the new One Piece video game that they're coming out with? Yes, I did. I love that attention to detail. Zoro doesn't have a mini map. Everyone else does. Zoro doesn't have a <laughs> mini map in the open world. This is and, amazing. And no one and, and what I love about the show is that it didn't point it out. It just just kind of showing, you know, oh, gameplay yeah. is Luffy, gameplay is uh I, I think it was uh Robin, I think. I don't know off yeah, the top of my head. It was head. like Luffy, one character, another character, uh uh Zoro, back to Luffy. And like in all of them, minimap. Zoro, no minimap. It was great. It's such an amazing little like Easter egg. Yep. That is really gonna make people not want to play as Zoro, actually. Yeah, but Yeah. Anyway, so I think that'll pretty much wrap it up for today's episode of the podcast. If you want to be able to submit your questions to us, you have to join the Discord server. That's where we get all of our questions from. Uh, and you just go in there and post your questions for us and we answer it right here on the pod just for you. So uh, if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to go ahead and click the like button. It helps <laughs> us out. And of course, subscribe if you're on YouTube, ding that notification bell. That way you get notifications every Tuesday and Friday when our new episodes go up. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to go ahead and either subscribe or follow depending on which platform you're on. And especially if you are on, you can also leave a five-star rating if you really enjoyed it. Also, if you're on Apple, you can leave a review. And we really, really love getting reviews. Please let us know what you really think of the podcast. And if you're on YouTube, you can leave a comment. Give us your answers to these podcast mm -hmm. questions of the day that we had. Let us know what you think about these. So with all of that said, thank you everybody so much for listening to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. Have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.